Hello everyone and welcome to the fifth quarter podcast brought to you by the Nobleman Podcast Network and Pure VPN. Uh, Pure VPN leads the industry with its massive network of over 2,000 encrypted servers and 300,000 anonymous IP addresses to ensure your safety and privacy online. Round four is in the books and to steal a catchphrase, what a big week it has been in football. In 2020, we've seen a multitude of disasters from bushfires, the outbreak of COVID-19, and the Adelaide Crows. (laughs) My name is Brent, and I'm here with the bristling bomber, Ben. Uh, Yeah, that's one way to put it. Hello, everyone. And uh, this year seems pretty normal to me, Frio supporter Nathan. Yeah, business as usual for me, guys. (laughs) Uh, And so without further ado, let's, let's get into it. The Tigers are premiers for the 12th time in their history. Liam Ryan has climbed on Matt Storm and taken a miraculous mark. Runs towards goal. It's as good as you'll ever see. The winner of the 2019 Brownlow medal, Nathan Pike of the Fremantle Football Club. The miracle of Chris! It's a grand So the AFL ladder is looking pretty tight at the moment, guys. Um, not quite as tight as the fifth quarter footy tipping ladder, though. Oh, that is yeah. Uh, that four is people, tightness. four people took out the round with six: Justin, Raj, Ben, and myself. Yep. Newcomer Zane has made a strong showing with five, sharing second place with the reigning champ Nathan, Bree, and Ashley. With Mikey finishing the round on four. Uh, it seems like Vagona has bailed on this season as quickly as West Coast has. Uh, this is his third consecutive round without an appearance, just like West Coast as well. And uh, M. Serto has missed as well. So that leaves Justin, Raj and Nathan all on top with 20. Yep. Ashley and myself right on their heels on 19. Ben and Mikey not too far behind on 17. Bree is starting to find some form after a shocking start. She's on 11. Uh and Vagona and M. Serto are still pretty happy, I guess, with their one round of seven correct. Uh, they're sitting above newcomer Zane, who will likely pass them this week. Uh, he's on five. So a quick reminder to everyone, the winner of this year's footy tipping competition will take home the coveted I Won the Fifth Quarter podcast footy tipping and I didn't even get a lousy t-shirt coffee mug. So the stakes are high and the rewards are even even better. It's covered it. Better that. It's the only, it will be the only one it's in covered. existence. It is. Exactly. Yeah. It's worth. <laughs> Until 2021. Lots. Until 2021. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll do like a beer, beer stein. It's different <laughs> yeah. every time. Uh, yeah, yeah, limited edition each yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Apologies to the All person right, so who we'll... gets a shot glass. <laughs> uh, let's jump into our heroes and villains. Uh, I hope you're all strapped in for a wild ride because I'm fairly sure we all know who Ben's villain is. Um, yeah. Ben, do you want to kick us off, get it out of the way, and Nathan and I can rejoin in about 20 minutes? Yeah, sure. So for just for a little bit of um, self-therapy, I guess. Um, <laughs> we'll start with my villain, which is Carl Scum. I'm not even going to call him by their real name. Um, that whole game... I thought that was their real name. I'd, yeah, well, yeah, you'd think... That whole game just made me so infuriated. Um, one, because Essendon didn't really play like Essendon. They played like Essington in parts. Um, but what really got me was the fact that I couldn't blame Carlton for being bad. They were actually good. They were structured well behind the ball and they play, they, they actually used the ball cleanly. 
and it just hurt to see that happy. I was like, can not Essendon do that as well? You, mm. so, <laughs> so it's just, yeah. I, it, I'm trying to be, keep it as short as possible. Um, well, to, just throwing it out there, the only one Essendon player was in the top top eight for disposals. Carlton just yeah. laid it across the board. So, yeah, because they kept that. Was, that was it because it was so well structured. As soon as Essendon got it, watching that game was it was like watching Essendon of old when you, or just you know of them going semi getting, recent. Yeah, semi recent to recent. It's just the same old <laughs> Essendon. It's just you get the ball, you get you try to you get it into the 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 forward line, and then it gets into and then nothing happens. It gets taken out, and it's majority of the game is spent in the other team's <laughs> forward half. It just reminds me of the yeah. Simpsons episode where they're like, centre to forward, holds it. Yeah. Holds, holds it. it. Yeah. <laughs> holds it. To wing, to centre. <laughs> it never goes anywhere. Yep. You could actually make probably make that joke as well. Like well, if, here's the thing. Like it, a reasonable commentator was commentating that game. It leg- versus like Brian Taylor who would be like, centre to wing, holds it, holds it. <laughs> it legit happened. It legit happened. Levi Casbolt, I believe, had it in Essendon's forward 50, kicks it to McKernan on the wing, who kicks it to Casbolt, who kicks it to McKernan, <laughs> kicks it to Casbolt. No, they were just playing like watching West Coast. That's like watching West Coast trying to kick it from, like, get it out of the back 50. It, I, it legit, I think they, they got it up. Oh. They got it up past, like, the centre circle and then kicked it all the way back into the... the Defensive 50, like, what are you doing? It so you guys are here thinking that this is all strategic and tactical. Actually, these guys have just got themselves in their fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pros- yeah, possibly. Just a, oh, a few extra points can go can go <laughs> real handy. Here's, but here's the thing. As soon as we went, we went to the K- McKernan again for like the third or fourth time, he then kicked it into the middle who th- to Francis, who then kicked it into the forward 50 again to Parrish, mm-hmm. who ended up kicking a goal. Like... Oh, it took it took him, but that it took him five minutes to figure that out. Like, come on, just ah. Oh. Um, I remember, I remember a game. I, I know you feels. I remember a game. West Coast were playing Adelaide. Nick Nat knew he had the ball, like on the fifty, and then turned around and kicked it to someone on the wing. So like, wouldn't you just kick it out the goals? Yeah. It it annoys me to no end. Well, there is um, a bit of discussion kind of coming up again. I'm not sure if it's directly because of the Essendon-Carlton game or I think it's to do with a lot of the games, maybe the um, Hawthorne-North Melbourne one because that was a bit of a, a shank. But um, there is the talk again about if you kick it backwards, should it be play on to try and eliminate that from the game and put pressure on the people just trying to kick it around backwards. So maybe that's um, got something to do with the game you're talking about as well. Uh, Possibly, yeah. Um, I think it it wasn't so much that the, the kicking backwards thing because when Carlton kicking backwards, they were using it to switch it to the other side of of the field, and Essendon just didn't have the run to go with them, which is why they were able to get it out and around so efficiently all the time. There was just no not enough pressure. I so you, are we I don't saying know. you needed Connor McKenna? <laughs> I'm. I'm saying last week's by, uh, you know, um, mandatory by probably didn't help, uh, but 
at the same time, uh, they they were they were fresh, so they should have been able to run with Carlton. You would think, but they didn't for whatever reason, um, and that just adds to the suckage. Uh, and then there's the whole uh, Zach Merritt little love tap on Jack Silvani that just got him right on the sweet spot because of course it did because he plays for Carlton they yeah. the we, you wear the Carlton jersey that whole thing is a sweet spot when you play for Essendon um play against Essendon oh, sorry um my head was shaking so much my headphones fell off my head um <laughs> <laughs> legit uh yeah it was so I'm, just, assu- I'm assuming I, you're not on board with the one week ban then Ben well, here's the thing. I'm, that's where I'm conflicted because just a few weeks ago, I said that the MRO in Cri- Michael Christian Slater should have taken, when it was the uh, Sean Burgoyne dangerous tackle on Dangerfield, he, I said you should go for the uh, high end and then the club should ta- try and uh, argue on the technicality sh- if should they wish to. Yeah. So it looks like he's yeah. taken my advice and used it against my club. At least you're not losing yeah, so a good player. It's that's you, it's just what adds fuel to the fire, and the fact that it was against Carlton is just, just yeah. Ah. Should we should we talk about that now? Or should we save it? I, we we can save it if it's not part of Ben's hero villain. That's what I want. That's all I wanted. To, like that's like that's why I'm conflicted. It's not really part of the villain. It was just it's part. It's. Okay. It's part it's of the villain in general in, in, in suckage. Part, yeah, yeah. It's the fact that it happens yeah. to my club, to my to a to an Essendon <laughs> player against Carl Scum. You know, it's the context more that makes it my villain. Um. All right, cheer yourself up. Who's your hero, Ben? So my hero, uh, is actually uh, a twofer. It's Toby Green and Josh Kelly for proving me right. Uh. They were the game changers against Collingwood. Um, I did, and I said last week, should they be named in the side? Tip GWS. They are named in the side. Yeah, we. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the background context as well, because we because we record this on a Monday. I think you guys did it on a Tuesday last week. Yes. We don't know the teams when we tip, so we message each other when the teams come in, and then as soon as they named. Kelly and Grange say so yeah, GWS. Yeah. And it showed. Like the way the, the game the way the game was played, you know, Josh Kelly was just doing everything he could uh, to keep that ball rolling and as was Toby Green and was just kicking just beautiful goals. Um Yeah, it's best on ground by BOG, yeah. Like big, big reason they won was because of those two being back in that yep. side so short short and sweet hero yeah nice nice so right. am i starting with a villain or my hero whatever you like man yeah. i'll start with we my just hero thought we just thought we'd start with ben's villain so then you know to the get, it was get it out the way. Yeah. safely skip ahead <laughs> get get you know? get that out of <laughs> the way get it all out and then we can move on okay yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll go into my hero first then. And this is a guy who didn't succumb to the commentator's curse. So before the game, um, there was talk around him. And one of the commentators said, he's going to kick four goals today. And boy, oh boy, did Charlie Dixon go on and kick six goals too. 
Oh, I, knew, uh, I knew he would. He kicked 38, 38 points to West Coast's 41. So um, somehow he's basically, I can't say he's outscored him, but he's basically drawn level with West Coast in, as far as his scoring contribution. Um, not much else to his game, really. Just get the ball. I think kick. he had he had like 12 score involvements or something as well. So he pretty much did outscore him. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go with that then. Um, had an absolute ripper of a game. Uh, lived up to the hype. I guess he's always he's always had the potential to really tear a game apart, but we just haven't seen it consistently. I guess Port yeah. Adelaide's playing pretty well. Going into that game, I kind of thought Port Adelaide's played the two worst clubs in the league. Um, West Coast is going to give him a run, but Charlie Dixon decided, you know what, McGovern's out. I'm going to make a mockery of this defensive group and just kind of rip him to shreds. So yeah, he lived up to it. He didn't fall. Yeah, I was not looking forward to that as a West Coast supporter. I still have bad memories of the elimination final, which we managed to get away with. Yeah. I think he kicked three goals, six or something. So if he kicked one straight, it never would have even gone into overtime. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) I'd like to think that, yeah, maybe Port Adelaide's finally learnt their lesson. Uh, because they well, when I say finally learned their lesson, they did the same thing to them last year as well. Unfortunately, we get to see them play someone good this week, so um, we'll see. We'll see where they're at. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard to. Um, it's hard to, you know, jump on that wagon yet. Yeah, well, well, they played sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth at the moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> isn't that yeah? They're supposed to go on like a busted ass. They don't really count. <laughs> Isn't that, isn't that what they did again? Same thing last year as well. Isn't that the Port Adelaide way? You you get you beat up on the on the bad teams, make it look like you're really good, and then when you finally face competition, you kind of struggle a bit, and all of a sudden you miss the eight. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm well, interested. They, the, they did beat the crap out of West Coast last year, though. Yeah, in the wet. Was that the game over at Optus when it was pouring? Yes. Yeah, the one game. The one game I went to. Yeah, that was, that was that was that was non West Coast at West Coast finest. That was mm. miserable. Yeah, Port, Port okay, Adelaide got sure lucky was. at that time. I think waited an hour in the cold for a coffee. Wow, sat down and then and then enjoyed was not surprised that. Surprised, well, there was no one there in that weather. <laughs> oh boy! Um, so it takes me into my villain, and I don't know about you guys. But nothing can infuriate me more than when you're playing a sport, doesn't matter what it is, and someone on your team does a really silly act after the ball has gone or, or in any in any instance where they just give away an absolutely ridiculous free kick or give up give up possession. So on the weekend I watched this so many times. Um, it started probably noticing it in the Collingwood Giants game with a couple of really silly 50s that were given away. Um, and then I watched Travis Collier after the ball was kicked a good more second or so after the ball had left the area. He takes someone out behind the play, trying to hit him. Uh, either, yeah. the, either the slowest bump for someone that's got the ball I've ever seen, or he's just clumsy. Um, and ended up giving a free kick downfield. Cause as you know, once he's disposed of it, the ball is downfield and, and Gold yeah. Coast went on and kicked a goal. So many times. I saw this in the North and Hawthorne game. Just undisciplined acts. I mean, you can you can yeah, get Will in their Schofield. face and do things. But if Will you do... Will Schofield. Yeah, yeah, Will Schofield's act that... I was, Port was, Adelaide 
literally just kicked a goal and then he headbutted someone. So then they got a shot from the square. So they kicked two goals in like five seconds. Yeah, that's right. So like, you look it at all these immediately things. immediately taken off. And it's, it's kind of like uh, there's one of the Fox shows that says don't come Monday um, or the coach killers yeah. and stuff. And that is the exact yeah. act that just infuriates me as, as a fan but also as a teammate. If someone does that, um, it's unnecessary. Yeah, you can lay a hard tackle and they might get a free kick or you can catch someone high or in the back. That's part of the game. But just a real silly off-the-ball hit that results in the opposition scoring in a tight game. Oh, it just it drives me nuts. So every player on the weekend, and, and the one that sticks out to me is Collier and obviously now Will Schofield. Um, any of you guys that that are like those two are uh, just my villain, and that that's what you'll remain for every round that you do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm on board with that. There's a difference between like playing the ball and trying to. Yeah, trying to do something to help your team and just making a mistake versus yeah, it's yeah, like it's like dropping when, someone with a headbutt. For no it's reason. like when they've got the ball and they have to give it back to the the guy that's won the free kick, and then they either throw it on the floor, which everyone knows yeah. you don't do, but for some reason it just yeah. clicks in their brain that I'm they just going to put this anyway. on the floor and give them fifty meters. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, kill me now. All right, so my hero um, is an off-field hero once again. Um, I, I think I wanted to mention it at the resumption, like uh, the first episode we did, and I just forgot all about it. But the um, the last time I cried series currently on the AFL website. Yes. Yep. Um, I've been keeping up with those. Um, if no one has, it's basically oh Hammer McLaughlin sitting down with a either a current player or ex player. And just their opening up on, you know, the last time they cried. Uh, the re- the most recent one was today's episode was Dane Beams talking about his father. Um, re- the Dangerfield one about Phil Walsh. Uh, I just think it's sending a really good message to, well, anyone <laughs> really that, like, it's okay for these guys to feel emotion and cry and actually be sad about things. Um Especially because we still get a lot of blowback about players being sooks or, you know, someone like Dane Beams taking a break from the game because he's just struggling with his dad passing away as, you know, being a sook, just get on with it. Um, yeah, so for me, it's just sending a really good a really good message to, to anyone. And if you, haven't, if you haven't seen them and you're sort of interested in your fellow human beings, it's probably worth um, checking out. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're anything like me, though, maybe just get get a box of tissues ready. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, yeah. the Phil Walsh one was heartbreaking. Just yeah. um, kind of seeing him relive that and like the realization. I think Danger talks about. It. He's like, oh, it hit him. Mm, I think it was after yeah. the West Coast game, and he's like, I'm. That's like I kind of kicked in that I'll never see him again. Like, yeah, and, yeah. And so it just shows him in such a different light, just such a more genuine and authentic kind of human. Um, and I guess this person that's always on a pedestal, uh, and it's refreshing. Yeah, so it's it's refreshing. Like, yeah, like when they're on the field, they're pretty much our, you know, they're our superheroes, and that's how we sort of want them to be off the field. But at the end of the day, they're just like the same as we are. Yeah. Well, Zach, Zach Dawson managed to accomplish that no matter what. Anytime he was <laughs> yeah, on the field, yeah. he was just a regular person to me. Not much of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we shouldn't say that about Mason Cox either. 
man stands amongst footballers. Don't but. get don't get me started on donkey leg. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my villain was actually um, it was stolen by uh, our good friend of the podcast, Kane Collins. Your good Definitely. friend of the podcast, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely one of the most reasonable voices in uh, football journalism today. Ben's favourite um, media personality. <laughs> yeah. We'd love to get uh, him on. Um, it, it was easy to see in the game, but just the ridiculous umpiring against Toby Green. So... I don't know if it stood out as much to you guys as it did to me, but there was free kicks that he wasn't getting yep. that other players get. There was free kicks being called against him that arguably get called wrong half the time anyway, but you could tell because it was him it was going to be a free kick no matter what. Yeah. So probably the worst one for me was... Um, it was in the middle of the ground and there was a huge like pack of players... And he was already at ground level. He'd already hit the ball once and he was scrambling to get it. And then basically someone ran into him and then he got done for contact below the knees. Arguably, umpires pay that anyway because I don't think they understand what what the rule is supposed <laughs> to be. Yeah. There was a free kick for a high tackle that, that was missed that I've seen players get. It's sort of the half stay low and then... So not quite, it's not the full Selwood, it's like the half Selwood, which yeah. players have sort of mastered. Now, so if you're kind of low already, stay low and then get hit high. And then they, they get ignored. And I just think it's, because of the player he is, they are, they seem to be maybe not targeting him, but sort of like natural bias kicking in. They don't want to. They don't want him to have free kicks or they want to punish him for like previous behaviour in other games. And that's mm-hmm. the point that Kane Corns made. It's like he may have built this reputation in the finals last year, but it's irrelevant. Yeah. It doesn't like it doesn't matter what happens in one game to the next game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if it was as obvious to you guys as it was to me, but it was sort of like I've never seen one player get that many calls not called for him and that many called against him that were just so 50-50 yeah. in one game. I think because on Friday night, was it Friday night they played? Um, yeah. Friday night when, when we were kind of messaging during the game and I said, yeah, I tipped Collingwood, but what's with the umpiring? That was largely a reference to what was going on there. And it's kind of like they were anticipating that he was going to do something. Um, yeah. So they were eagerly waiting for him to do something and, and a bit too trigger happy, um, which is unfortunate because they should be umpiring the game on its merits and just... Exactly. They shouldn't be taking any, mean, anything else into account. Otherwise, Barry Hall I mean, would sure have never he... been getting a free kick again. Yeah. And I mean, like he does play he does play for free kicks, but so does everyone else, and it's never stopped an umpire before, unless it's like Alex Rance or Jack Rewalt pushing himself over in midair. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, if you're taking high, players fall on the ground and they get a free kick, so what's what's the difference if he does it? Yeah, exactly. I, None. Yeah, call I, it the same every time. I said the. Uh, it's kind of like how I said last year. I think with um, Toby Green and and the MRO and suspensions and everything that as soon as you get a reputation, it's gonna that yeah, that's, that's it. it. You know, you no matter what you do, that's how they're gonna perceive you, and that's how they're going to see how you play. 
So I think that yeah. sort of crossed over with the ump to the umpires as well. Now that he the, he's got the that eyes are on him exactly. So he's got that reputation for that, for good or for bad. He's now got it, and so now they're going to play to the to that, um, or they're going to see the game and how he plays the game to that. Um, whether yeah. whether or not he is or he isn't, does that's irrelevant now. That's how they're seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I don't know. I don't know how they didn't see Mason Cox's leg, which is like the size of Toby. <laughs> Lane, but you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't think anyone anyone thought that was a good call, but <laughs> except Mason. But anyway, let's um let's take a quick break. Um, so guys, I want you guys to just close your eyes for me and imagine for a second, if you will, that you're at home or you're in your car. Or you're going for a walk, listening to your favourite AFL-related podcast? I can definitely imagine being at home. <laughs> no, not about that, listening to podcast life, though. Now, ah, um, imagine there's a man behind you carrying a clipboard, making note of everything you do. He's, you know, he follows you home, he follows you into the bathroom, he watches you sleep... <laughs> Just constantly taking notes. Where's this going? Is that, is that, well, is that creepy or is it just me? Well, that, this might captivating. It, <laughs> it, it sounds like an everyday life in Australia because isn't that Peter Dutton? It, it sounds. Yeah, he wants to. But doom. It sounds view. like um sounds like Steve Johnson and Brent Brent Harvey's uh, life when Ryan Crowley was around. <laughs> oh wait, way to bring it back. <laughs> Well, I, I anyway, would call, that's pretty I would call much it creepy. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know about anyone else. Yeah, but... well, so in case you'd like to know where this is going, um, that's pretty much what's happening right now in our daily online lives. So, our data is being collected faster than you can open the Facebook app on your phone, and in this day and age, all that data is pretty much up for sale to anyone. And with a lot of the world still in lockdown, Victoria knocking on the door of a return to lockdown. Uh, we've been spending more time online than ever before. So think back to that creepy guy following you with a clipboard. Good old Peter. Wouldn't it be great if you could just disguise yourself or blur that guy's vision or just completely blend in with the crowd so he couldn't follow you anymore? Well, a way of doing that in real life over the internet, those, that's an oxymoron, but we'll move past that, is by using a VPN. So whether it's high-speed streaming, browsing, security, file sharing, or simply just privacy from Peter Dutton. Uh, you get everything you need with PureVPN. Your privacy is guaranteed with their military-grade encryption, anonymous IP addresses, and a global network of high-speed servers to suit every purpose. PureVPN allows you instant and unrestricted access to all your favorite content through 2,000 strategically placed servers to help overcome any restriction. 24-7 support, ultra-fast speed with the ability to connect up to five devices simultaneously... Pure VPN is compatible with Mac, Windows, Android, iPhone, Linux, Chrome, Firefox, Fox, the um, you know, the Fox Footy, Fox flying drone thing, Fox Air, whatever it is. Probably <laughs> oh, compatible yeah. with that. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> um, lucky listeners of the Fifth Quarter podcast can experience Pure VPN for as little as two dollars eighty-eight a month with a full thirty-one day money-back guarantee. That's how good it is. Simply visit purevpn.com slash fifth quarter special to take advantage of this exclusive deal. No other VPN provider offers the perfect combination of premium add-ons and features like PureVPN. 
For only $2.88 a month, $2.88 a month, you can have your online privacy completely secured, gain unrestricted access to content, and unlike watching Geelong play, you can count on the same consistent performance each and every time. <laughs> Get on board, secure this absolute bargain. All you have to do is visit purevpn.com slash fifth quarter special. Oh, mate, I was just getting used to the guy with the clipboard as well. <laughs> Goodbye, clipboard. <laughs> 288 a month. See you later. Get See out of here, later. Peter. Throw it on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that brings us to uh, my personal favorite segment, and I know it's our listeners' personal favorite. I know it's Fox Footy's second favorite after the redraft, <laughs> but I mean they'll probably they'll probably add this to the lineup next year. Yeah. Oh, you know it. Like, you know they will. The way we're going. Yeah. Um. So, I sort of answered. We sort of answered my. I've got a lot of captivating questions for you guys, and we sort of already answered the one I was planning on bringing tonight which is about uh, certain players being unfairly umpired as opposed to others. Um, so if you guys have got any, or you can think of one real quick, I'll let you go first, or I've got another another one for you. Well, I do have one um, that I, uh, I want to touch on, and I think we all kind of want to touch on it. Um, so I might be uh, stepping on someone's uh, someone else's captivating question here. But um, what is everyone's take on the current uh Clarko tackle gate thing that's going on um, with the no, the the non calls being made um, and the assumption that that's sort of helping uh, the the scrappy messy congested game that we've got going on right now. I think that the removal of the third man up and just generally the rules changing like every year are probably the the three biggest contributors. So 100% correct from him. Um, yeah, they laid 69 tackles. They didn't get a single free kick, tackle-related free kick. And I swear the Port Adelaide-West Coast game, every time they tackled a West Coast player, it was a free kick. Mm. Not saying that they, the free kicks weren't there. They were being paid. So then why is it different and you can tell it's different game to game like you look yeah. at some of them you're like how the hell was that not holding the ball or how is it you can see the player just throw it in the air and it's like oh, play on and it seems to have switched entirely from holding a ball or incorrect disposal to not a genuine attempt mm-hmm. so if you throw it on your boot and you miss your boot it's still like oh we tried yeah so it's fine Attempted a possession or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's about actually disposing of it properly. Yeah. Yeah. I I tend to agree with you. I I understand and I do like the concept of prior opportunity. And I feel like in recent years, prior opportunity hasn't really been a thing. It's basically been if you decide to take possession of the ball and get tackled without being able to get rid of it, then you can get caught holding the ball, which I've never really liked because I feel like you should be able to take possession and then have an opportunity. You shouldn't just have to knock the ball out. Otherwise you're just tapping the ball constantly. And it's basically like you're playing AFL evolution. That's congestion. um, (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So I I kind of, I I understand the prior opportunity argument, but he's right. It's um, it. And you're, you're definitely right. It's so different game to game. And I think 
a point on that is if I was to, I kind of try to think about it from if I was with someone that's never seen the game before and I was trying to explain to them the rules of Aussie rules um, and I'd show them, say, two games, I can guarantee you from one game to the other they'll be like, oh, I thought you told me this was a rule, but they're allowed to do it in this game. So yeah. it, it's as if it's just not officiated the same way. It could be so, like you see sometimes hands in the back. <laughs> if they push with one hand, it's okay. If they push with both, then it's not. It's just, it's just, it's just yeah. And they brought, I remember when they brought in that ridiculous addendum to the hands in the back. It was like you could do it, but as long as your arms were bent the whole time, you couldn't extend. Yeah, yep. It's like how can an umpire tell this in like the blink of an eye? Yeah, exactly. It's you can either do it or you can't do it. Like whatever the rule is, it, it has to be. I mean, some have to be common. Like they have to be open to interpretation, like deliberate. But then there's others that are just straight out black and white. If you get tackled and you yeah. don't get rid of the ball, it's holding the ball. For sure. And I would love it if umpires more frequently uh, applied logic when it comes to deliberate. Like you'll see a bloke kick the ball as it's since it's a footy, it will bounce on its end at right angles, go over the boundary line and they, yeah, no. and they call it deliberate. And I just want to, oh, I just, yeah. I'm, I'll always, I'll always just come back to the, I think it was the first final West Coast calling. Jamie Cripps kicked it into their 50 and then it went out and they called it deliberate. <laughs> yeah. Why would you deliberately kick it out <laughs> yeah. into yeah. your own 50? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like yesterday. And thankfully, thankfully the Collingwood player like kicked it into the behind posts. So it was like the footy gods knew. <laughs> yeah. but, I, th- I think what? it was, I think it was yesterday. Isaac Smith was on the wing and the ball was about to go out of play and he tried to tap it back in play down the line but it ended up rolling back out of bounds out. and I could look at him and like you could see on his face he was looking at the umpire to see if they were going to call him for deliberate. for deliberate and it's like yeah. the dude was actually keep he, he could have had the ball just go out but he's trying to keep it in play <laughs> so it, it's that's like the ridiculous precedent now is if like you if we're playing on opposite teams and you kick it down the line and it's going out and I'm running towards it, I've just let it roll out and I get a free kick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. When surely that's deliberate because you're deliberately letting the ball go out. I almost feel like instead it, of instead of gathering it. I almost feel like if a player looks at the umpire that the umpire immediately thinks that it's deliberate because it's like, <laughs> yeah. ah, well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have looked at me if you were if you didn't have a guilty conscience. So <laughs> yeah, free possible, kick to the possible. other side. It's that's Possibly. um I Pat, uh Pat McAfee yeah who's just re- Hale Clarko oh, yeah um Pat McAfee's just recently got into football uh, like he's uh, keeps you know he said I'm really getting into it but um I'm just tra- still trying to figure out the rules because it seems a bit confusing to that to which <laughs> I sa- to which I say you are now a true AFL fan because that's what <laughs> yeah. we do every day try and figure out what sound the like you've are. been watching it for years exactly um. But I, I have I have a, a, a slight hypothesis as to what's going on with that whole free kick thing, and it's that um, I get I almost get a funny feeling that they're adjudicating some of these games as if it's like as if they're a finals game, and other and other games as if they're not, as if they're just I don't know. It's it's weird. I think that like, um, almost like like you you. Hawthorne North Melbourne game, your your GWS Collingwood game, ones that have a bit of you know tension or rivalry about it. It's almost like they're willing to just let it go a lot more this season than they would have 
maybe previous seasons in the home and away season? Yeah, well, I've said it before. Like, I would rather watch a game that had zero free kicks ever in it and everyone got away with everything. But then there has to be every game. Yeah. You can't have one game where it's like, oh, we'll we'll let them play. Well, you get to finals and they pretty much don't give... They don't pay many free kicks. Yeah. just let, let them play. But that should just be the standard. Maybe maybe much but, like... Oh, sorry, go on. But, I mean, like we've been talking about, if there's blatant holding the ball, it's, you know, it's holding the ball. Because we tackle... Teams tend to tackle a lot more now. Yeah. Or... I guess, you know, that term rolling scrum or whatever it is. Players hover around the ball a lot more without... They're applying pressure without tackling, so it's harder to get it out. Yeah. But it's like you have to have it... You have to go one way or the other. You can't just have half the games... Oh, we want more of a spectacle so we won't umpire it. But then everyone complains that it's a bad (laughs) spectacle because it's congested. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they're maybe they're treating it much like the uh, Toby Green case and umpiring on precedent and thinking back to free kick Hawthorne, which was a theme for several years, and they're probably thinking <laughs> we need to we need to make up for lost time and <laughs> level the ledger. When yeah, you, possibly. When you try to please everyone all the time, nobody wins. This is the example. Nathan. Yes. Okay. Got so, a juicy one for us. Yeah. So my captivator. I was trying to figure out a way to phrase it, but I guess I look at um, some different sports. Like the NBA has Mike Breen and Marv Albert as kind of like well-known NBA commentators. The Ooh. the prem the pre- <laughs> the Premier League has Martin Tyler and Peter Drury. These are all guys who I guess they're professional commentators. That's what they do. Um, I guess we have had Bruce and Dennis, but it seems that over the years it's pretty much just become uh whether it's the boys club or something boys club it's just a whole load of former players who are pretty fresh out of the game and they're probably looking for some kind of direction to stay in the media or stay in the world of footy so i guess my question is what do you think of all of the recent retirees commentating because for me i feel like they try to, well, they're, they're there intending to add some sort of insight, which only a very select few actually do. But yeah. but they are going on with that. They don't really have any emotion in, in the call. There's, besides, I guess, I'm not going to name names, but a couple of guys who seem to really love commentating on the teams they used to play for. Um, <laughs> it just, yeah. there just doesn't seem to be that, uh, the, I guess, the kind of... Um, burning passion that Hutto or Bruce or Dennis will kind of give to a commentary. So what do you See, think on them? You say that they're there for some sort of insight. I completely disagree. They're there. <laughs> they're there because they're out they've just come out of the footy world. So everyone recognizes their face in from the footy world. So that's what keeps they're sort of like if I'm if I'm wanting to you know watch the footy as just this is the AFL's thinking the average Joe yeah but you're not looking at their face are you you're watching the footy <laughs> yeah. no but that's but like that's, I but, don't I don't know what Joe Watson sounds like see I do so, 
I know what I know what Joe Watson sounds like. He has a very like, particular inflection. Like, oh, that's this person. Yeah, but see, I but uh, see, I would see, I I would I say Joe Watson is the for me is the exception to the rule. And that's of course probably, he is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but that's because I like I hear when I actually you know do know when he's talking and uh, that's because you listen to Joe listen. Watson audio tapes when you go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Stop! Stop spying on me, Nathan. Um, <laughs> I'm the guy with the clipboard. I have a restraining order for a reason. Um, uh, and then when he's done, Ben will say, "Say that again." And he'll rewind oh, no, it and listen to no, it again. No, 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 no. Um, no, I, I would say that they're there because of just the, the fact of their name. And what well, that's what I meant to say. It's their name in the, as opposed to their face. Is that you know? Yeah. So surely that ends after a while. So we've got guys who have been doing it for a long time now. Like people wouldn't like people know Brian Taylor used to be a player because they go on about it. Yeah. But you know the twelve year old that's watching Friday Night Footy is like, oh, I remember Brian Taylor from Richmond. You know, like surely bringing people on like that, there would have to be a revolving door of recent retirees it's basically the same commentary team every year for the past 10 years yeah Mm. and if they want i think if they want like player insight they should have sort of like a revolving door of it so yeah it's not a guaranteed job but like we want you to come on like they did it with hodgie before he retired yeah he would commentate random games and so that's pretty cool because it's like an insight of a current player yeah. But then in 10 years' time, he's not a current player anymore. Yeah. So he might be completely out of touch, like, not going to name names, but there's a couple of um, ex-Bulldogs who <laughs> 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 come um, I do. But you look at, like, Fox Footy have brought in a lot of, like, female hosts. Yes. Who obviously weren't former players because there was not, well, professional players because there was no professional AFL for them to play in. And they don't commentate the games, but they host the, you know, quarter time, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like they're yeah. wasted because you never actually get to hear them yeah. say anything. Yeah, well, agreed. Had... And you can tell their sort of scripted interaction is just there to make the other person sound like they're contributing something. Wasn't yeah. there one female commentator who, who, was, who commentated a, a few games? Uh, was it like a, last year and the year before or something like that? I, rem- I distinctly remember hearing... A female commentator whilst watching the footage. There's Narrowly Meadows who yeah. got the sack. Ah, uh, that might have been her. Um, Sarah Maybe. Jones. No, is no host, And there's a new, newish one I've never seen before this year. I can't remember her name. And unfortunately. then Daisy Pierce only features for bits and pieces. Yeah, um, and, and it's usually kind of boundary line interviews and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, like on. Nathan's point, like I would rather listen to those, you know, the boring Sunday afternoon Fox footy team where it's like uh, Brendan Speed or whatever his name is. Um, there's a South Australian guy, and they all sort of sound like they're exactly the same person, and they just put a different name to <laughs> you think it's someone else. But they just commentate the game like straight up and down. Yeah, not everyone needs to have a personality. It need you. Sometimes, like, especially when they're really, really shit personalities. Yeah, like no one. Yeah, like, I get, I get the need for the theater and everything on a Thursday night and a Friday night. Yeah, for sure. But I think if you're going to have expert commentary, need they need to at least sound like an expert 
Not someone like the former Kangaroos player who, you know, just sort of says, oh, they're... They've kicked less goals, so they're they're not winning this one. So you'd think they need to kick more goals. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's wow. really really big insights there. It's um, yeah, that's groundbreaking stuff that the interns put together. <laughs> yeah. You just but love yeah, the way it goes about it. I don't it. know if it's a problem that can be fixed because who's who's complaining at Channel Seven and Foxtel? Obviously, no one. Oh well, yeah. g- g- given that Basil's been able to keep a job for such a long period of time, oh, man. He, oh. As much as I was so incredibly thrilled by Frio beating Geelong in Geelong in that um, in that um, the final back in 2013, it was called by Basil. So every time yeah. I see Stephen Hill running into that goal, I hear Basil's voice. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, and that That's why I'm glad Hutto called the um, the 0506 grand final. Yeah, they yeah. deserved they deserved the call at the end. Yeah, I know. And even like Bruce in 2018 gave the theatre behind it as well. So it's like you know the game ended on like an awesome call, not Basil or Luke Darcy or something <laughs> like that, just pouring yeah. you to tears. Yeah, exactly. All right, so I've got a long one. I mean, that's a long question, but probably short answers, maybe. Okay. So, I've assembled five midfields. Of the of the five that I'll name, you have to take one. So, which one would you take? Which one would you least like to come up against? And which one would worry you the least going into a game? Okay. So, so, so would got... would one and two be the same thing though? Which one would I take and not want to come up against? Or, well, I guess... no. So you take one, and then from the one you from the remaining four. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Which okay. one would you? Which one would you not want to play? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I guess that's a good point because you take the one you least want to play against. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got Collingwood. So I've got Grundy, Pendlebury, Sidebottom, Trelaw, and Adams. Mm. GWS. So Sam ja- I pick Sam Jacobs because he's better than Shane Michael. <laughs> um, Canelio, Josh Kelly, Taranto, and the the fourth mid was hard because they sort of rotate them all. But I went Lockie Whitfield. Yeah, I would have done the same. Runs around and does whatever he wants anyway. Yep. Um, West Coast, Nat Nui, Shui, Yo, Gaff, and Kelly. Bulldogs, Tim English, Bontempelli, McRae, Josh Dunkley. And I went Libba, but you could swap him out for... But Libba provides a lot of grunt for the dogs. Mm. And I went Brisbane. So, Steph Martin, Lockie Neal, Dayton Zorko, Hugh McCluggage, Jared Lyons, Mitch Robinson. <sighs> um. Would you like to know which one of those champion data thinks is the best on paper? Is it West Coast? No. I'm going to say it's Collingwood. No. Ooh. I'm going to say... <laughs> just keep going till we get it. Yeah. So Brisbane, they consider Brisbane the best midfield in the AFL, period. Okay, so this is Neil McCluggage, Steph Martin, Zorko, Zorko and- Jared Lyons, and Robbo. Okay. Mm. And they consider GWS the 12th best midfield. Are you serious? Comp. Probably because half Sa- their midfielders just play everywhere. 
<laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Because I was, was going to say, as far as taking, I would take the GWS midfield. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to upgrade the Ruckman, but that, that aside... I'd go with <laughs> Yeah, but I'm that sure midfield doesn't too, but... really need that need a ruckman. They can shark it if necessary. <laughs> yeah. Um I think the one I wouldn't want to come up against would be West Coast because if Nick Natanui's fit, I don't really want to be going up against that. Um cuz that guy could I mean Brody Grundy can dominate you in the ruck, but Nick Nat can just athletically just Probably especially Sam Jacobs hurt you pretty badly. <laughs> um, yeah, and the one that I think's weakest for oh yeah, t- uh, the doggies have Tim English. Uh, so uh, and so they got Dunkley, Bont, Libba, McRae. Mc- oh damn, they're pretty good. I was gonna say. Mm. Well, Collingwood's the oldest, so I wouldn't take them. <laughs> what if it was to win a flag, like you know, win a flag this year? See, that's well, mm. given that they just lost to the GWS team. I'll still go with the GWS. <laughs> I, I, yeah, but I don't think you can blame the midfield for that. Um, you can blame a, a, a near seven foot tall American, maybe, but you can't blame a, the, the midfield. The best on ground. Really. <laughs> kicked, kicked that goal and took a mark. That was pretty good. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm. So you would take GWS least like to play West Coast and least worried about the dogs. Uh, Nathan, the pies probably. Least worried about it, but wow. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing the I'm doing a complete reversal for you, Nathan. I would take the Collingwood midfield. Um, I, but at the, having said that, my least like like I would least like to play against the GWS midfield. So um, hang on, is this for one season or is this you taking him like that's your team? Just, I'm taking him as they are right now. Okay. Yeah, you're just taking them. On paper, right now, not form. Yeah, because yeah, no. I, sorry, I was, not, I was one just, of them's not gone too well at the moment. I, yeah, I was just <laughs> kind of envisaging that, like, if I could pick which team to be my team. Um, yeah, just because be my so my options purely based on the long term. Yeah, that's, also that's fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But as for and for me for the right here right now, I would be taking the, the like. So that's yeah. that's yeah your way of doing it, and my my way of doing it is yeah for this and Collingwood for me least likely want to play GWS and I'd, the least worrying team for me is West Coast um, because as much as yeah that midfield two years ago was really incredibly dominant but that prim, um, I don't see that midfield uh, as being better than any of the others that um, Brent mentioned um and if anything it, that like it definitely hit, not right now yeah and if i was going to say if anything if the last few weeks have shown they can be beaten by almost any midfield so so some, somehow they've improved their midfield and gotten worse i like, think so, so they picked yeah. up a gun midfielder and they're playing worse i <laughs> i do worse, yeah. yeah i do wonder if that's like a a structural thing like or mm. like like a role playing thing or a, you know you know chemistry or something like that like we saw. I think it's at the moment entirely. Uh, we can't be bothered thing. Well, that too. Yeah, I'm sure that definitely <laughs> takes. You could definitely take that into consideration. Um, 
like, ha- but having said, if you ask me that question, you know, three months from now, it could be a completely different answer. Um, if, uh, yeah. if if West Coast end up, you know, coming back home and they just end up tearing teams to shreds, then well, all of a sudden, you know, they are definitely not the least worrying worried team, worrying team. Um, so, but for here and now, yeah, GWS for me. Uh, uh, sorry, Gold Coast. Ah, pfft, Collingwood for You're gonna me. You're going to take Gold Coast. No. Well, I mean, you could, but it wasn't listed. Uh, oh, man, they've got, they've got, they got Matt Rowell now. 2020 Brownlow medalist. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I'd take Collingwood. I would not want to, want to go against GWS, and West Coast is I wouldn't worry about. I'm, I'm glad that neither of you said you wouldn't worry about Brisbane because I feel like they're... Well, champion data don't underrate them, but I feel like they're... Sometimes not rated as highly as certain Victorian yeah. midfields. Well, I kind of look and at Lockie Neal's probably pretty close. Oh no, to the you best definitely have to worry right now. You definitely have to worry about that Brisbane midfield. If you're not, if if you don't take him, then yeah, you, you definitely have to plan against them. When you look at all the other midfields, and they're mainly kind of one-way runners, really predominantly. But Mitch Robinson, <laughs> not not sure I want to come up against that dude. You probably break your leg as you're trying to run the other way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure he did break something. He broke something of of either I think it was Michael Hurley's. I think he knocked him out or something like way back <laughs> in the day. Something like I can't remember. All right. Interesting. There you go. That was a captivator. Yeah. Uh. You got everyone, all the listeners. I know you're all out there. I know Kane is Kane Corns is out there. Our good friend, he's listening. <laughs> I know he'll want to chime in. Uh, you can join the conversation on Facebook or Twitter. I think the link is Fifth Quarter Pod. Uh, um, fifth, just search for it. Fifth Quarter. And you'll probably find it. Yeah, uh, fifthquarterpodcast.com will redirect you to the Facebook page if you want. Facebook, and I think the Twitter is at Fifth Quarter Pod. Yeah, uh, you'll find it. Just, just have a look. Email us as well. You can email us yeah. as well, which is fifthquarterpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Let us know who you would take, or if you wouldn't take any of them, you take someone else. Mm. Like Adelaide's midfield's pretty good. Three years ago. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. You had this, it hasn't you changed. Had it hasn't changed. It's just gotten worse. Uh, like, well, I don't I mean, know how a team that's not changed has gotten so bad, but anyway. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move forward <laughs> to 23 years ago. <laughs> to 1997, the mighty, the mighty draft, which uh, sort of saw me pick three players and then throw seven on there and see who <laughs> stuck. I don't know how you guys went with this, but uh, so I, we think you guys would have said last week. Some of the names that were taken in this in this draft. Yeah. Um, who would like to go first? I'll yeah, go I'll first. have. Oh yeah, go for it, Ben. Yeah. Oh right. yeah, of course. Um, so I didn't actually have as much difficulty putting names in as I had taking them out. So there you go. Um, like I I don't have Nathan Thompson in here, um, which is going to just disappoint North who? Melbourne fans considerably. Uh. If they if they still exist, uh, but at number ten, I'm starting with uh, the 2000 premiership, one of the 2000 premiership heroes, and Dean Solomon. Um, 
uh, one of the twenty-two it's premiership heroes. Pretty low heroes. for an Essendon player. Hey, it's a bit. Well, here's here's why. Here's, you will understand why when uh, when we move up the list. Um, <laughs> left because he left. <laughs> like he played. Like, no, he did really well, and and Nathan will agree that when he moved to Fremantle, I'm sure he you know he did considerably well there as well as the as a tagger. Um, but at number nine, I have uh, Chad Fletcher. Um, West Coast midfielder, uh, premiership player, um, gun in his own right. At number eight, I have Richie Vandenberg. Now, the reason I have him so high, uh, so high at number eight, but the reason I have him in here at all is because he was he retired in two thousand and seven and was uh, the, the Hawthorne captain to that point and was the first captain under Alistair Clarkson. He basically set the tone for the Hawthorne reign that was to come, or at least was a significant yeah. component to yeah. that. So that's why I have him at number eight. Not so much for he was almost like the the prototype Luke Hodge. Yeah, in that regard. So that's why I have him at number eight. I'm um, actually surprised he played so few games. He was, he was just injured, and that's why I think he re- and that's why he retired. Yeah. It's just he, his yeah. body just couldn't handle it. Um, which sucks because had, if he just played one more, if he's able to play one more year, he would have been able to get the premiership he probably deserved, or definitely deserved. Um, Actually, it sounds like quite a few players on in my top ten. Well, there you go. <laughs> Should have played more games, but couldn't. Yeah. Uh, number seven, I have Kane's brother Chad, um, three hundred gamer for Port Adelaide. Uh, the uh, the superior corns. Oh yeah. Um, as he's known in football circles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Very much so. Uh, number six, I have uh, Big Brad Ottens. Geelong uh, yeah. Ruttman. Um, yeah, just big power man. Uh, number five, Chris Tarrant. Uh, Collingwood uh, full forward. Um, just an absolute nuisance um, for Essendon uh, and for most teams. Um uh, number four, Luke Power, uh, absolute gun. Prison shooter. Yep. Yeah. Number three, I have Adam Goods. Um, I now I have him at number three because as much as he was an, he was an absolute gun and when he played, when he didn't have a good game, he didn't have a good he did not have a good game. Like he <laughs> was quiet. Whereas the other two that are about like, in my top two, I feel like. They never had a, a bad game. They would have. No, I don't think I saw the other two play a bad game. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And those and that and those two are at number two. Matthew Scarlett from Geelong. The ah oh, man. I, I. Yeah. I'm. I was a defender back in my junior footy days. Ah oh, man, watching him play was just magical. Um. And but at number one was Mr. Yeah, Mr. Simon Black because he was he's Mr. Consistent. Like I w- I was reading his stats and in his th- like from his third year till he retired, he never averaged less than twenty two disposals a game. Like, yeah, I feel like is it possible for a Hall of Famer to be underrated? If you play outside of Victoria, yes. Because I still feel like he's underrated, even though he just got inducted. Yeah, I know. But, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, yeah. Even even though he does get inducted, there's still not the hype about the induction. Like so, yeah. yeah so, oh, Simon Black's in there. Good on him. Yeah, it's almost. It's like it was a, almost like he, he was it. like so, it's like Simon Black's in the, hall, in the Hall of Fame. Oh, you mean he wasn't already? Like, 
you almost have that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. feeling. Like it's just it's like when when you can tell when Dusty gets inducted for his three good seasons, it'll yeah. be like <laughs> the, the statues will be they'll, going up. They'll close the CBD down. They'll have a public <laughs> holiday. Yeah. yeah, Dustin Martin Day. Yeah, nah, just Dusty Day. Yeah. Day of Dusty, it's D- whatever. It's D Day. Yeah. Oh yeah, Australia's, everyone just Australia's goes. Australia's everyone just goes missing for six months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Nathan, or do you want me to go? Uh, I'm I'm not fast. I can go if you like. All right. Keep. I'll keep everyone in suspense. So I um, I. Do, oh. <clears throat> I didn't really care for picks 8 through 10, so these ones are just kind of in there for the sake of it. Um, So at pick 10, I've put Nick Stevens, played 231 games, and this is the kicker, four premier... I saw that. (laughs) Sorry. Four preseason flags. Yeah. Yeah. He was the preseason king. I love the fact that Wikipedia has it as like the highlight, as like that was his career. That's a highlight, man. That was... He That's won his four, claim to fame. Yeah, four Neb Cups or Anset Cups or whatever they were called. Um, oh man, for Carlton, yeah, the, oh. yeah, for Carlton, yeah. Uh, yeah, and maybe Port Adelaide as well. Um, I think he played for Port, but he probably won them all. Yeah, 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 I think. Oh, he, yeah. <laughs> so in ninth, I've got. So, it's just uh, a really good stat. I, I, hey man, that's that's four more preseason cups than I've won. It's true. Well, like you go to any other player, and I don't. I'm pretty sure no other player has that as a statistic. <laughs> like they, they don't have like you know two time preseason premiership like preseason premiership player or you know nine you know nineteen uh, 1999 <laughs> 1999 preseason yeah, best like, twenty two. No, no, no other player has that. But for Nick Stevens, <laughs> exactly. four time baby, four time preseason <laughs> premiership player. Um, pick nine. I've gone with Trent Crowe for no other reason than uh, he was an All Australian at some stage and he played yeah. two hundred twenty two games. <laughs> I knew, yeah, I, he was mine. He was in my number twelve, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number eight, where well, this was purely based on Dream Team, and it was Tarkin Lockyer. Um, loved the amount of points oh, he used see. to get me. So Tarkin Lockyer is on there. I, I actually liked him as a player as well. He was pretty exciting. Had a bit of X factor. Uh, number seven is I'm pretty sure identical to Ben's Chad Corns, as he said. The uh, yeah, the good Corns, two fifty five games, and I kind of was surprised that he had less. Achievements than um, the like that I I kind of expected there was going to be more next to his name, but I guess he was um what a premiership player in 04, 2000. That, sorry. that that's what makes him the the, the better of the corns is because he was about the team. He didn't he didn't care about the yeah, individual he, things or like just and then he went to went to GWS as a fifty year old and just <laughs> you know and he's still given to the game. Thing. Yeah. It's just it's just helping them be you know be a better team. Yeah. Uh, Number six, Brad Ottens, two hundred and forty five games, three flags, and he's he was an All Australian one time. Uh, Pick five. This guy's an absolute. What was that? Sorry. It was like Geelong's last good ruckman. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think we talked up Reece Stanley just recently. I I talked up Reece Stanley. Yeah. And then and and Geelong haven't done anything with him since. Yeah, <laughs> he played his good game. Yeah, so so pick five was uh, two hundred and eighty-two games to Luke Power, three flags and an All Australian, and I oh, mean 
he was just a joy to watch um, for a pretty small fella. Um, pick four, Chris Tarrant, 268 games, 367 goals. And the reason I kind of put him in at four is because he was five-time club-leading goal kicker at the Pies. So I kind of thought, you know what, if I want someone in my team, I want someone that's going to lead the goal kicking. Kick some, kick some bass. Um, yeah. And then he and then he actually went, when he went across to Frio, he kind of reshaped himself as a defender and became a pretty good defender because he couldn't kick for goal. Um, and, then, and then left. And then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah. When Ben said Collingwood full forward, I was like, and then Fremantle full back and then... Collingwood fullback. Yeah, so yeah, he kind of reformed himself <laughs> as a defender, went back to Collingwood, and yeah, I was just I completely like, wow, forgot this... <laughs> about that. Completely Actually forgot about bad. that. Yeah. And I still had him at uh, number five, so there you go. And and I'm pretty sure he took Mark of the Year back early 2000s as well. Um, I, was, I was at that game, Geelong Collingwood. Yeah? Pretty sure it was Geelong Collingwood. I, I'm, I'm going to go I with that. If it was, think you're if it right. was, I was there. If it wasn't, I wasn't there. I think you're right. If you if that's the one you're talking about, where he takes that massive leap over the, the big pack, pack it, mark. Like, yeah, it just yeah just yeah. out just outside the goal and, square. I think it was. And thankfully, because I was there, I didn't have to hear Eddie Maguire call it. Sarah, <laughs> <laughs> um, pick three, uh, Maddie Scarlett. This was a hard one. The, as you said, the top three you kind of probably could have picked and choose. Chosen any of them, yeah. choose. Yeah. Uh, great English. Um, 284 games, three flags, and six All-Australians, and regarded as one of the greatest defenders of all time. Um, in two, pick two, this was tough because he played a fair few games more than everyone else. Um, Adam Goods with 372 games, uh, two Brownlow medals, which is a pretty big deal. Two flags, four All Australians, and three times he was a Swans leading goal kicker. Um, so massive, massive things going for him there. It probably links back to what Ben said. Um, he did have his quiet games at times, yeah. but the bloke who, I guess, as as Ben said, Simon Black coming in at number one, three hundred twenty two games. Um, he won a Brownlow, but then again in two thousand and eight, he was one vote off winning a second Brownlow. Somehow Adam Cooney won it. Um, so really take Adam Cooney out of that <laughs> equation and Simon Black's a Brownlow medalist again. Because <laughs> yeah. Adam Cooney didn't even think he was going to win it. But um, three flags, three All-Australians, and he did captain the Lions for a couple of seasons there as well. So yeah. um, I just thought, he's, as you said, his body of work across such a long period of time. He was so consistent and just, yeah, he probably just didn't get the Accolade, or he probably didn't get the attention that he deserved given that they had Ackermanis, Lappin, Voss, um, all those guys who got probably more of the hype um, because Lappin was so, so bloody exciting with his his screamers. Ackermanis was, well, he was Ackermanis. He was the extrovert and and Voss was just that. The captain. That ruthless captain, like the pre-Hodge-Hodge. Yeah, pretty much. All right, so I'm similar to Nathan. I locked in my three and then just sort of threw seven names down and whatever <laughs> order they came out in was the order I was happy with. I actually tacked on one more because I had to mention Rowan Jones. Uh, I really wanted to take him at number one, but I took, him at number ele- I took him at number 11. He won us a grand final, so he's got to be in there. He, uh, number he, 10, I've he got was, He was Trent in my ten, top 10. He was in my top 10 for like five seconds. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, ten, I've got Trent Crow. Nine, Luke Power. Eight, Chris Tarrant. Seven, Ottens. Six, Vandenberg. Five, Dean Solomon. Four, the Superior Corns. And spoiler <laughs> alert, all of our top threes are different. Oh. Right. I've gone Simon Black at three. Matty Scarlett at two. Adam Goods at one. The reasons. Adam Goods could play anywhere. Yeah, that's true. And he was good, and he was good anywhere. Yeah, no, I'll give you that. And if I'm drafting a team and you know someone is going to be good anywhere and win two Brownlows, yep. I'll take that guy first. Yep. I would take the ridiculously good defender who was probably better at delivering the ball inside 50 than a lot of midfielders, enough to. That's and Simon a- Black missed out solely because he's the midfielder of the three. Yeah. For me. Nice. I felt. I was. What a strange world where. Like, in in my draft anyway, Matt Scarlett's not number one. Or Simon Black's not number one. Or your guys, you know. Very top well, yeah. heavy, that uh, that draft. Yeah. yeah. Really, yeah. really good at the top, and then it fades super quick. Yeah. Super quick. <laughs> Some of these drafts, I think I even did 96, and I'm like, my pick one, I'm not even. You don't even remember who it is. Really <laughs> want this person at pick one, to be honest. So. I keep waiting for my Essendon boys to show up. I'm just like, come on, where are you? Well, it's funny. I was actually, so, I was actually thinking. I messaged you guys earlier, saying unintentionally when I did my draft, something happened, and the three guys on the brink of my list were Dean Rioli, Solomon, and Mark Johnson, all Essendon <laughs> players. Well, well they should have been. Here's the thing: Dean, you, Dean Rioli only Ma- played 100 games, so your Mark Johnson would have been wrong as well, by the way, because he was rookie drafted in '95 first and then re-rookie drafted in 96 and then yeah put into and then actually put onto the squad in 97 Uh, there you go bit of history for you some of the uh some of the names so we're doing 96 next week as we work backwards some of the names you'll see from that draft michael gardner was pick one oh Uh, we all know how his career sort of ended yes uh nathan brown the talented nathan brown there are two this was the one that played for Richmond and the Bulldogs. Oh, yeah, the one that uh, broke his leg. Yes. Yeah, Heath Black, Max Hudgston. Um, Ooh, Chris I'm already up. I'm already in the third round and I'm running out of names. <laughs> yeah. Chris Heffernan was picked too. Yep. There's Troy Cook, Josh Wooden, who kind of looks like Elijah Wood. Uh, Jess Sinclair. Adam Kingsley. Jake, Martin Pike, Jason Johnson, Brett Montgomery, Jason Johnson, mate. Jason Johnson, mm. uh, Michael Braun, Cam Mooney. There you go. There's a name people have heard of. Oh yeah, Byron, Byron Pickett, Russell Robertson. Yep. Um, we look at the rookie draft. I'm trying to Gary not Mo- name ones that Gary Nathan Moorcroft. Bassett is. Nathan Bassett, there's Mal Michaels, Gary Moorcroft, there's Mark Johnson, as Ben mentioned before. Yep. Uh, now, let um, me just double check that because I may have been wrong on the years because uh, if Mark... I think it might Mark have been... Johnson was the technically the 19... It was held in 1997, but it was part of the 1996 draft. 1997 rookie draft. He was taken at pick... 12 from Calder. 
Yeah, so yeah, my mistake. It was actually yeah the the rook yeah it was this rookie the, this coming rookie draft next year next week's draft. Yeah, so Nathan year. would have been wrong anyway. Yeah, he would have been wrong this week, so you, but he would have been right, right in a roundabout way. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's how much attention I paid to Mark Johnson. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I'm on the podcast to, for that for that <laughs> very reason. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to move into just the tips. Yeah. Uh, we'll go through. We'll go through real quick together on the pod, and then as the week goes on, we'll privately justify our tips to each other, yeah. like it's some sort of crime, Ben. Um, <laughs> so, got to bring the fixture up. I close it for some reason. <laughs> playing, so Carlton St Kilda. So Thursday just, night, yeah. It's Carlton I'm just v. trying Kilda. to keep the podcast quick. That's all I'm doing. I'm sorry, guys. So for Carl me, St. Kilda. for me, St Kilda. Yeah, for me too. Yeah, St Kilda. Collingwood. Uh, Friday nights, Collingwood and Essendon at the the Big G. I've gone the Pies. Pies. Zach Merritt's been ruled out for a week, so Collingwood. Uh, so this game should have well changed game Saturday morning, West Coast and Sydney. I'm getting sick of being wrong with West Coast, so I'm really tempted to not do them, but I'll still do them. Yeah, well, I tipped Port because I tipped Port and then backflipped and then re-backflipped, and I'll probably do that again. So we're going Sydney. I'm tipping Sydney just because on recent form, West Coast, I don't think can kick the 11 goals you need to kick to beat Sydney. <laughs> yeah, and they don't, they don't look like they're interested in figuring out how either. Yeah. Um, and then we go up to Alphabet. Oh, John this is a tough Gold Coast. Mm. Gold Coast, the form, the form team of the competition, it's like Port Adelaide, but and yet Geelong, uh, Geelong are bigger favourites in this than yep. West. Then, uh, yeah. Well, that's. I think mm. that's. I'll go. I'm going to go Geelong because I think it's yeah. the first time Gold Coast have left Metricon. Yeah, and it's I. To be honest, I think it's really the, the, the first time they're they're playing anyone of any real sort of uh I guess Caliber. Re- caliber, <laughs> thank you. That's the word. That's the word I'm looking for. Caliber. Um so I'm gonna go Geelong. But it's gonna be close either way. Yeah, watching Geelong Melbourne, I'm not sold on Geelong. They were pretty terrible for <laughs> part of that yeah. game. But still because yeah. it's at alphabet, I'm uh, leaning Geelong. And then we've got the Bulldogs and North at Marvel. Uh, word has it that both these teams play pretty well at Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> and that's usually, that's usually how we decide. Yeah. This, so is it a draw? Um, I'm going to go the Doggies because they, they're looking so much better and North are... They seem to be just waiting way too late to rock up to games. Yep. I yeah, think I have Doggies. Bulldogs have... Uh, rediscovered themselves. So, yeah. Bulldogs. And at the exact same time in Queensland, we've got Brisbane and Port. So, Port finally have an actually good opponent to play. And that and is West Coast State. Game of they the Round. They don't count at the moment. Yeah, but that's... It is Game of the Round. It's first... No, it's... Yeah, first, first, first third. And it's at home in front of Brisbane Lions fans. I'm, I'm, gonna, the Lions. I'm going the Lions. Port Adelaide are playing competition for the first time this year, so Brisbane. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think... I don't think... Uh, like a... It's like basically driving a race against a car with two wheels. Yeah. That's that's a motorbike. Port Adelaide at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, like diagonal wheels. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's got the frame for four, but it's only got two wheels on it. <laughs> that's a wheelchair. Um, Sunday morning, we've got Adelaide and Frio, home game for Adelaide at Metricon Stadium. Oh, what a bizarre sentence. It's whoever can score. Oh, it's also bizarre. Fremantle in the bottom of the ladder clash, and if they win, they'll be on top of West Coast. Hmm. Whoever loses, whoever loses, is on the bottom of the ladder. Yeah. Correct. I'm uh, Nat Fife out, and we're. I'm gonna go Freo anyway. Yeah, I, I even with Fife out, I th- I. Just don't see Adelaide winning a game. Fremantle. Yeah, it's like Freo aren't good, but Adelaide are worse. Yeah. That just shows you how bad we consider Adelaide to be right now. It's like back in 2013 when you had to tip between Gold Coast and GWS, and it's like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Fast uh, forward yeah, seven years, 2027. Yes. Crows and Still Freo. Pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except it will be 16th versus 15th. Um, Melbourne and Richmond at the MCG. Oh. Richmond. I'm gonna, Richmond. Neither neither of them are going well. We've seen Dustin Martin's worth like negative twenty points at the moment. But I'm going to go the Tigers. With the blowtorch on the Tigers, I'm going them. Melbourne going to be catching them at at the wrong time. Yep. Agreed. I don't think there's a right. I don't think Melbourne can catch anyone at the right time. <laughs> 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 and then we got uh, the GWS Giants and Hawthorne Sunday afternoon at Giants Stadium. I'm going the Giants. Giants. Yeah, Giants. They're just so much better. If you can beat Collingwood, you can beat Hawthorne, surely. You'd think that. So, Carlton v, Carlton v St. Kilda. St. Kilda, everyone? Yes. Yep. And then... Collingwood over Essendon. Yep. Yep. Sydney over West Coast. Yep. Uh, West Coast for me. Okay. I might. I'll just whatever happens on first thing Saturday morning, I'll message you and see what you've done. Yeah, <laughs> right have you? With West Coast. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm, like. Well, I keep tipping them. Like they keep Adelaide. losing. <laughs> so um, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's what I'm going for. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's a good strategy. Geelong? Yeah. Yep. Doggies over North? Yep. Lions over Port? Yep. Freo over Adelaide? Yep. Yep. Richmond over, Richmond over Melbourne? Yep. And GWS? Yep. Yep. So we only differ on one, and that might, that'll probably change anyway, depending if McGovern plays, because <laughs> then they've got no key defenders. <laughs> Um, and so now we move into brave or stupid. I have not come prepared for this at all. I've got one. You can call me stupid if you like. Go for it. Okay, someone in our tipping comp is going to get a perfect round given how terrible everything's been lately. Nine out of uh, nine. Stupid. <laughs> Just not going to happen. Not going to happen. Um, if anything, I think our last round was the highest 
scoring round we'll ha- we'll see this year. Is it a six? Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe that was like everyone did kind of okay, and it was still like the crazy round. Yep. <laughs> Figure that out. I think we're just guessing at this point. Uh, yeah, of course we are. What else are <laughs> we doing? <laughs> As I was saying to you, I'm at a point oh, yeah. now where I'm just going to put my, I'm just going to enter my tips into a random generator and let it do it. Yeah, just follow the yeah. squiggle one and see how well you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or just tip the home teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which just... half of half of them aren't even at home. <laughs> yeah, you roll a twenty sided die, play any mini money mo. Once, once we get it, it, once we get doesn't... the Perth and the Sydney hubs running, it's going to be just yeah. neutral grounds. Yeah. So I've tipped against, I've got one, I've tipped against them, but West Coast to just finally get their act together and beat, beat Sydney by like 40 plus. Brave, purely yep. because it's oh. not stupid. Nothing stupid this year, I brave. I it was stupid. Nah, I'd say brave, because <laughs> who knows, it could happen, it, it could very well happen. I mean, if, se- you said it, if you said it about, I don't know, well, I, I was trying to name someone that's actually good. Uh, but, but Sydney, Sydney's not really blowing everyone's socks off right now so it's not like it's nah. going to be a miracle if they somehow knocked off Sydney is what I'm trying to say yeah um, Man, they're struggling to knock off anyone so yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got Adelaide Frio to play the lowest scoring game ever is there a category for like not That's brave or happen. stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like the um, what's the, what's the, what do they do on three sixty? It's like the sure thing. Yeah, the sure thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing is, their defenders might be so bad that they play <laughs> they play a real high scoring game. We we'll played a game of um, <clears throat> Evolution Two last night, and my opponent kicked nine goals, twenty five. Could be like that. <laughs> So wow. Lance Franklin all over again. Yeah, well, Richo. Yeah, yeah. Buddy and Richo in the same forward line. Wow. So just just on the thought of what you've said about low scoring, so in four games of footy, Melbourne has scored a grand total of one hundred and forty nine points. Well, across three. four games, West Coast can't be doing that much better. Okay, uh, West Coast is two hundred and nine. Here's, okay. Here's another one. Here's a better one for you then. Uh, the total, the total score of Adelaide and Fremantle to equal Richmond score in the Richmond Melbourne game. Hey, <laughs> uh, what's um? Melbourne go brave. Rich Richmond only scoring like seventy points or whatever. I worked it out the other day. And I may so have, brave. And I may have kind of taken the piss out of Melbourne there, but they've got the third stingiest defence. So <laughs> they don't score much, but they don't allow much. So I'm going to go brave based on nothing. <laughs> nice. I would have called All that. Right. I would have said stupid. Never mind. Cool. All right. Well, I'm, I'm feeling not feeling confident anymore about my team's chances, but I'm keeping hope because in 2018, Collingwood started one and eight, and then lost the grand final. They also had 22 games to play with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. You could probably get away with one and five, one and four. Maybe. 
So this just so yeah, just start winning every game from here on out. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah easy. No problems, mate. Well, big week in footy has just passed. We've probably got another one coming up. Everything's it's two weeks in a row of something crazy happening with COVID. So fingers crossed for week three. Something crazy to happen again. If, if there's one thing that's consistent this AFL season is that COVID's going to pop up at some point. Yeah. Again. And again. Good old COVID. Thank you. <laughs> Alright, better wrap this up before we go forever and everyone on the tunes out. Yeah. Um, so, as always, guys, enjoy the footy. Enjoy the footy. Enjoy the footy, everyone. <laughs>